It's the fourth week of July, the end of the week, and we're here. That's a weird way to say the fourth week of July. Yeah, I, it's like it's non-specific. We're recording on a Thursday. Is it going to come out Friday? Is it going to come out Monday? I don't we know. don't it's know. Coming out late July. Fourth week in July is when it'll be out. Maybe. Who knows? That's or when we're talking. First week of August. Who knows when you're going to get it? You're I, you know what? I'm putting this one, putting it on ice. Have you seen this? Casey has a boo-boo. He's showing me. Anyway. Guys, how are y'all? You good? Welcome to the pod. Thanks for listening. Yeah. That's a very welcoming voice. I just want people to know that I'm happy they're listening. I'm thank you for listening to us talk about nothing. If we can make one request, though. If I could make one request. Well, please. Tell your friends. Tell all of them. Tell your friends. We are Every not... single one of them. Now, you might think, oh, those guys are great at talking about only themselves. Surely they're going around telling all their friends to listen to their podcast. No. Not something we do very often. I only have a couple of friends. Casey has a friend. I hate to break it to the pod. It's one. And it's me. It's not. And we're friendly. (laughs) (laughs) True. (laughs) Uh, Today on the podcast, we discuss rage a little bit i guess rage i might guess be the way we pose the question via a few Hi- different circumstances questions hypothetical questions real situations what happens when someone hurts the ones you loved and how do you react you know casey cites a couple of different stories and we kind of go off talking about rage murder a little bit <laughs> we don't want to murder i don't I, but are we capable of it i don't know Maybe. i hope to never find out maybe Casey's looking at me with a <laughs> murderful lust in his eyes. And I and don't know what to do. After after we kind of pose the hypotheticals, we both are, I would say, at least fairly confident that we could get away with murder. Right. We've watched enough <laughs> true crime documentaries to think like, yeah, I could be a serial killer if I wanted to, but I choose to not be. You know what's going to be the bummer is when we're wrongfully accused of a crime sometime right. in our later years. Yeah. And this podcast bubbles to the surface right and they go here he is they're only going to take this little clip of course talking about oh yeah i could get away with murdering somebody and clip we are our <laughs> own demise but i have no problem with it do you ever think weird things like that where it's like i shouldn't do that because it might come back to haunt me in court one day i have finger tattoos i don't think about that at all yeah but you could wear makeup in the court right? yeah i do i actually i think about that all the time <laughs> yeah. i'm like this podcast will destroy me yeah. um after that um, it does. I mean, I wouldn't say it gets dark. The the topic is dark, but we're really kind of posing where our limit is, what our line is, and what we think we could be capable of in our worst moments. And then we just immediately transfer over to our love of John C. Riley. I don't know and how it got. There. I have no I really idea how we got oh, there. Step it was, Brothers. It was like seven degrees of John Riley. John C. Riley. Sorry for not. It's okay. Let's see. <laughs> so. Go ahead. It was like, I somehow said Colin Farrell, which got us the lobster, which got us the John C. Riley, which got us the Step Brothers, which got us to Adam Scott. That's exactly how it happened. But it like, it <laughs> but, came, you said Colin Farrell because of like the true detective. And I was just like, you know who's great in the lobster? John C. Riley. That was, uh, that was it. You know what? We were asked to preface the beginning of episodes with tangents that may go off. There um, it is. Around Nerds. the 50 minute mark tangent so tangent and you know tune what tune in i would i dare say that it was a good tangent if you don't like john c <laughs> riley we're not friends yeah, we've got no place for you here later hey casey so do you know what today is uh, tomorrow I'll have it done. <laughs> How do you know? Because are you literally? I was on <laughs> was the phone with the locks with the look back. Was yeah, it the look back. I was gonna say, t- can I can I just do the setup again? Yeah, for sure. Hey, Casey, you know what today is? No, Casey, what day is it? Thursday at the latest. <laughs> <laughs> for anybody who is wondering what Casey is talking about, you should have watched our story two days. You ago. You should have watched our you story. Missed you missed out on this back and forth. Uh, uh, short story long my truck is parked in Casey's alleged spot 
and because he doesn't want to park down the street. I can't believe we're addressing this on the pod. We're going to address it on the pod. Okay. I'm not – the spot is directly in the driveway, and the driveway can pull – like, go straight into the street. Mm-hmm. There's always an open spot in the back corner, but Casey doesn't want to take that spot because he's a good guy. I'll give him credit. He wants my wife to have that spot. Correct. All right. It's a scary place at night, Montrose. It can be, absolutely. Any place can be at night. Montrose especially. Um, But I said that the car would be gone today. I was just on the phone with the locksmith. They're coming out here tomorrow. Cool. So you're locked out of your truck? Is that the... Oh, no, the truck's open. The truck's uh, always open. I'm not having to break a window. Um, Gene was saying that he figured out the part that you need is like $2. Yeah, but the key is not. <laughs> oh, so you don't have a key to the truck. I would have pushed the car into that spot like a week ago, but I can't turn it because I don't have the key to like release the... Oh, you're trying to signal. take... You want to take Taylor's spot. No, yeah, it's until like I can like replace that one fuse. See right here where yeah. I'm gesturing my hand. Park right here. Right. You need to turn a car right. in order to. No, get... that's what I'm saying. When you get the key, yeah, park right there, and y'all can both fit there. It'd be amazing. That's how I park right there. I couldn't. It's I found that it's impossible to park where your wife parks. Yeah, and get out. Anyway, nobody cares about this. So let's. What's up, guys? Move on. Um, Casey. today I was going to interview Casey. But we've been feeling a little narcissistic lately. I haven't. I thought I still was under the impression <laughs> I was still going to get interviewed. We'll see if we have time. That's C- fine. Casey's on a tight schedule. He's a very hard worker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think so. I mean, I wake up very early. Hey, I didn't say anything. You yeah. just you let it sit out there and it made it sound non-genuine. I don't know. I, my evenings are feel, they're like open now and it feels weird. And you made it. You made me jam as a peace offering. I made peach jam. I gave you some cantaloupes. It's mm-hmm. okay if you threw them away. They're on the... Oh, I thought something was wrong with those peaches. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not know the difference between a peach and a cantaloupe? You thought those peaches uh, okay. were like... So... Callous. First, yeah. First, I set the bag down by the front door because that's where my son greets me. And then in the morning, I went and got the bag, and I was like, "Oh no, I think the heat <laughs> did something." Turn them into like I had no callus. I thought they had like concaved into themselves. No, I was very confused at Those what had happened to really, my really really good cantaloupes. <laughs> oh you didn't say the word cantaloupes. I thought it was a bag of peaches, I and told I was you, so confused. Peach jam and melons. Okay, now imagine a scenario where you think it's a bag of peaches, and you look in and you see what a cantaloupe looks like. <laughs> you, you think know, something bad is happening like, to I the don't peaches? Know what, I don't know. I feel like I would know the difference between a peach and a cantaloupe. Admittedly, I should have picked up the cantaloupe. I mean, they're also like much much bigger than a normal size peach i don't know what i was thinking in hindsight <laughs> i don't either i thought something terrible had happened to my peaches no the, but I, did, I did save the jam i'm glad so. batch two's coming this weekend so i'm ready you yeah. going peaches again yeah they're you, just like take they're, they're on the <laughs> they're on the tail end of the season so I'll, okay i'm like i'm making jam I love strawberry jam. If you're wondering, it's berry season's kind of out. They it's love a strawberry little bit harder jam. to get good berries right now. Um, today on the pod, I wanted to. I had this weird thought. I had read this horrible story about an accident that had happened at a daycare, and it made me think: What would my reaction be right. if that was my son? Okay. Without then, getting like too depressing, what was? Oh, I'm going to mention every one of them. Wait, because I want people to think about what the, how they would react to. I feel like that's a bad call, but go ahead, <laughs> just, just go for hot it. Hot take, hot, hot take. <laughs> I'm coming in with the hot takes. Depressing is good. It it is depressing, but hey, we're three dimensional human beings. We're well rounded. We're not just jokesters. We've got real thought here. <laughs> I don't think anyone's questioning <laughs> that. <laughs> what do you got? Like, give me lay it on. Okay. Me. So, and it made me think of uh, specifically A Time to Kill. Okay. By um, Oh, the McConaughey one? Yeah. Dude, that's a Oh, man, that final scene's so good. Um, but you remember the You remember the premise of the film? Yeah, it's For anyone guys, who doesn't know is yeah, some rednecks pick up and rape like an 8-year-old girl or a 10-year-old girl, a very like young that. girl. And they leave her like dead out. Yeah, like, they for leave dead. her for dead. She lives, she's bloody, she's raped. Her dad waits until their arraignment, hides in a janitorial closet, jumps out, kills them both. Right. 
So it's like Kiefer Sutherland's one of the fucking weird guys. Is he? Yeah. Like I remember thinking when I saw Twenty Four, I was like, "That's the creeper <laughs> from A Time to Kill." Andy was um, he was one of the Lost Boys. He was a he can oh, play both sides. Man, yeah, that was. I mean, that's a little off. To- I mean, not off topic, but yeah. Well, I just always yeah, I rem- think vampire is fairly off topic. But. I just always remember like, yeah. Kiefer Sutherland was the weird guy. That's one of the, like, the I don't murderers. Even remember him in in that? I all I can think about is McConaughey really turning on that southern. Oh, he got that, that drawling hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, not, he, he is one of them. I told you, yeah. Yeah. Is he one of them, or is he one of the Donald Sutherland's in it too? He is. Yeah, he's he on the plays good the side. judge who yeah. like won't go to the actual trial. Um, Man, I saw that movie a lot as a child. A lot. Is, hold on, but is Kiefer, Kiefer isn't one of the rapists, though. He's just one of the other racists, right? I think so. Something like he's that. Par, he's on the bad side, but he's not actually one of the racists. When you, want, you know when you watch I mean, movies rapists. as like a young kid and you just like see somebody and it's like, that guy's bad. And then from then on, he's like always that person. Yeah. Jack Bauer, I know, is iconic. And I know he's played like other... Does Gary Oldman have that feeling for you? Gary Oldman... Fifth Element, The Professional. Just kind of... Gary just, Oldman is uh, <laughs> Commissioner Gordon for me. That's so weird because he was also the bad guy in Air Force One. Right. Man. But it's just like I knew I grew up with like the cartoon Commissioner Gordon and Gary Oldman was like perfect. It's like that's that's the live action. When's the first Batman come out? Like 2008? Begins? Uh, Begins? No. I was still in middle school. Really? Five? See, when you get when you get into your 30s, everything just kind of runs together. I are you, are you sorry I, my hair tie um no i remember going to like a birthday party 2005 yeah see i remember going to like a birthday party for that okay yeah like they rented out so the theater and we watched Batman bet begins you're probably the 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 line of where people think gary oldman is commissioner gordon and everybody above 26 sure. is like bad guy you think oh, i mean really? great actor but the bad, bad guy bad guy oh man gary oldman He's uh no he's fifth element's the first role I think of when I think of Gary Oldman yeah the second one's the professional but they're both like pretty bad dudes well before that he was Sirius Black from the Harry Potter movies and I was like Sirius Black is also Commissioner Gordon this guy's amazing <laughs> I had no idea he was even in Harry Potter until right he plays now. <laughs> literally the coolest character okay so let me let me get into to, oh yeah so the, my, your depressing story go ahead yeah so the this is truly a horrific story. And um, the story is that this uh, the school went on a field trip okay. in these mini buses. Uh, they came back and they left one of the kids on the bus. And they didn't know they left him on the bus until his father came to pick him up three hours later. Oh, no. Yes. What happened to the kid? He was dead. Oh, my God. Yes. He had a heat stroke? Like just heat yeah, I mean, yeah. three hours in a 110 degree bus. Oh my God. It's yeah. Awful. So, and it was in North Houston. Okay. So it made me wonder like, what would I do in a situation like that? Could I be, I mean, obviously it wasn't done with intent the right. way that this, the time to kill story was, but it's negligent all around. Somebody yeah. marked him present back in the room right. and he was never present. And um, just imagine what the teacher, I mean, obviously what the parents are going through is much worse, but imagine the feeling that the teachers had when they saw that dad walk into the room, that hey. moment of realizing that their that his son had not been in that classroom since they got back. Yeah. You're never a teacher again, man. I'm thinking that daycare may never be a daycare again. I mean, it's, I would, I think you <laughs> I would end, hope not. I would think you end up with a civil suit that you can't afford to pay. And so you close-up shot right but the point you're trying to get at is like what would you do would you do anything this isn't a question for me you're Violent. posing a question for yourself i got you you want my opinion but you were posing a question for yourself i don't, well, I don't have an answer that I, but i was thinking it was like a shower thought okay i was like what would i do and i i don't know what i would do but i'm wondering like you know a loved one a wife a brother a whatever they all have obviously a deep connection with you and an emotional reaction if something bad happens to them your kid is one that you is just on another level that you can't comprehend i don't 
Yeah. And, but as a non-parent, is there, is there something that comes to mind of that you would have a reaction outside of the justice system? I think there are, there's been certain moments in my life where I've seen my reaction to people that I love, like as a kid, as a teenager and like as an adult, you know, uh, not in the scope of like for a child, obviously I just like, it's hard for me to comprehend that because I don't know what it's like to have. Like I made that walking around, you know, like I get fucking defensive over like a dish that I put forward, you know, like, uh, I made a sauce the other day and everyone like tasted it. And I was like, Oh God, they don't like it as much as I thought they would. And they did not but it's got some work to go. You know, were you defensive or (laughs) I felt, I felt defensive. Like I was like already on the defense. Like, well, this is the first time I made this thing. And it's like, so when I think about stuff that minuscule, I have to, it's hard for me to like think. So let's just do I rage? Do I, will I like murder someone? Right. It's so it's all right. Let's just say, even though the scenario would be weird where, Taylor is left inside of a van. Right. But let's say that that's what it is. Let's say it's your wife that someone was, someone's negligence led to her death. (sighs) It's, it's even hard for me to hypothetically say like I would murder somebody. Right. But I had this boss once tell me, and I don't, I don't believe in capital punishment. I don't think capital punishment is a thing, but would I take the law into my own hands and just like murder somebody (laughs) out of like, it's I'm laughing because of Casey's reaction to saying, would I murder somebody because I, he, he looks a little happy in the words, man. It's like, I don't want to say like, yeah, I would take a life, but I definitely think I could get to, if I was like mad enough to that point, like you don't, you can't control what's happening. There, there is a scenario where I could see you throw the rest of your life away. Right. To make sure somebody else is life has ended. Yeah, the thing is, you, you just really don't know what you're going to feel like until that feeling comes. Right. My first thought when I thought about it was yeah. burning the daycare just down. burn the daycare down. Yeah, that was my first thought. I don't really want to eye for an eye it, but I want... This thing will ne- This won't happen to anybody else. I want justice in a way that I don't think justice can give it to me. I feel you. Um, I feel like everybody in scenarios where they've lost a child or somebody crazy close, but I think especially a child wants that like vindication. Well, it made me like, I don't know, maybe be, maybe, um, Facebook saw that I had read this story and I've been okay. getting like all these tragic stories on my feed lately, but I read another one That's really- <laughs> about a woman who tried to hang a one year old oh, yeah. in, in their basement. She ran a, in a daycare in her home. She attempted to hang the child, the, her husband, I believe it was her husband, found the child before it died and Jesus. saved its life. Um, and then as she fled, she hit a cyclist with her van and hit a pedestrian with her van and then acted as if she was going to commit suicide by jumping off a bridge. She has, to, well, I think, see, if she knows to commit suicide, she knows that the child didn't die. She's not getting away with it. The rest of her life will be pain and torture, if not death in prison. Well, this has been wrapped up. Okay. Eight years probation. For attempted murder of a one-year-old? Yeah. So Is she was she mentally ill? Is that what's like? That, that's what the case, that's what the thing was that she was not mentally right. Um, she was acting out of character, etc. Like postpartum. I mean, because that's that's well, it wasn't her kid. So oh, when man. I read like eight years probation, I was like, that might be the scenario <laughs> where I don't know, man, like people do crazy shit when they're mentally unstable. Like one of the Wu-Tang Clan members, like that, that one that like got a bunch of attention cause he like chopped off his penis and like tried to kill himself and then survived. But nobody really talked about the fact that he had been severely mentally ill for like years and years and years building up to this. I think I wasn't actually in Wu-Tang, was he? He was like one of the, like there's the eight and then there's like the 108, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's one of the 108. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that's, oh my God. I just uh, like the, the, well, pro- wait. the probation thing. Yeah. Well, let me ask you. I mean, it's you. not like I was like, oh, we're going to murder her because she almost murdered my kid. But it was like, that's a big spider. Where? Um, <laughs> man, I don't want a spider on me. Um, let me, let me ask you, do you think 
and I don't want to like pose it because I don't I even want to imagine like something happening to King. But if something right. did happen, like, what do you do? I don't know. Right. That's the thing. But like, you like, f- there's like a feeling that you have that I don't have yet in you. That's just like, yeah, like rage. it's it's weird. It's like there's a spider on your monitor. What's going on in here, man? You got spiders. I think they're hiding from the heat. Honestly, right. I think they're fleeing into the cracks of our old ninety year old building. Like, please save us. Oh God. Anyway. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I'm capable of of murdering someone. Yeah. Um, but. There's this thing that's like so weird. It's like King feels like such a good thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost too good to be true how much I love him that um I almost envision that I'm not going to get to enjoy it for the rest of my life and his life cuz it just seems too good. Whoa. Yeah. Real. Yeah. So I think a fucking spider just crawled on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm so sorry for the cackle. That was just too good. Yeah, um so yeah, like so every time I read these stories, I like I get this paranoia that like someone's gonna be negligent in his daycare or something like bad is gonna happen just oh because I know it it's fucked up for sure, but it's just and it's not at the forefront of my thought, but every so often it'll creep in. Sure. Just every so often, like especially if he's sleeping and looking especially lovable. It's just like Man, I just love this kid so much. I just really hope nothing bad ever happens to him. See, I imagine like when and if we do have children, I'd be at that. That's a feeling I would have. I just remember when I was a kid, we were selling candy bars with my brother, and we knew my brother was cuter than the rest of us. So he would go hold them, and like I would do the talking because he was, <laughs> and that's what we did. Did you do your point? I was like, hey, what's up? This is my little brother. You fucking like you like candy bars? Buy them from this cute little kid. Yeah. And that was kind of like our thing. He knew what he was doing. Was he younger I, than you? Oh, yeah. Okay. He was so, so cute. So that's why he was cuter. He was so cute. His gap tooth. He was adorable. And I was just like the talker. And that somebody slammed the door in my little brother's face. And he was probably six, five or six. And it was a lady who was just annoyed. She had a, we had a no soliciting sign there, but I was like seven. I don't give a shit about a no soliciting sign. We didn't know what the word soliciting means. I don't know what soliciting means. I doubt you know, I I'm like, what that meant at seven. I'm knocking on every door on the street because that's my goal is like do the whole street. Right. And she like slammed in his face, made him cry. He like dropped the candy bars. And so seven or eight year old me. How do people like that even exist? Oh, no, but it it was awful. And I just remember thinking nothing was going to stop me from fucking up that lady's day. So I went with one of my friends. I convinced him. We hopped her fence at night and stuffed as many pieces like rolls of toilet paper that we grabbed from her house and all of our friends' houses into like the drains in her pool. And it clogged her pool. And she had to like drain it the next day. And those aren't cheap. I just, I knew that from like. What's funny in like 2018 is like. There would have been security footage. You would have been caught yeah. in like eight hours. But, but like in 1999, it was right. like, it was just like. I know that feeling though, because yeah. uh, I watched somebody attempt to bully my brother once. Yeah. And before the school year was open, I whipped his ass in front of the. Really? In the front of school. And I spent like a week in front of, in a, in school suspension. I didn't, I didn't get suspended for it. Man, that's public school. I can't, you can't do that shit in Christian school. Cause like my parents hammered in, if you get kicked out of this school, you're yeah. going to owe us like a hundred thousand. Well, at that point I was already in and out of ISS all the time. I was too, really but the fighting was like the line for us. It's like, you're kicked out. It was like, I think he like fucked with my brother on like the bus or right. something. And my brother just like took it or something like that. And then, but he was in my grade. Oh yeah. And, uh, it was one of those things where like, my brother was at a different school, but we all went to a bus hub and then you would go to your second bus. Okay. I don't know if San Antonio's bus situation was that complex. The number one worst in the nation. We, we would all take buses to the bus station and then you would get on your appropriate bus that took you to home or another school or et cetera. Okay. So he was on that second bus. Yeah. But he was in my school. He was picking on my brother. And so after I like, told him not to do anything he just thought i was full of shit so he would like say shit to me every so often okay. like at school and then one day he said shit to me outside of school Whoops, i nice. walked yeah i did i used his backpack against him he just grabbed it and then, i remember doing that one grabbing someone's backpack i grabbed his backpack threw him to the ground hit him in the head leverage and i got on top of him and i wailed on him 
until his sister, which was in line to pick him up. Yeah. Um, honestly, I don't remember if he hit me or not, but sister grabbed it. It was seventh or eighth grade. So whatever. Um, his sister pulled me off when told, took us both to the principal and said that I started everything and did everything. So yeah, it's his sister and him versus me. I think the, I think he might have pushed me or something. Who knows know. at this point? The point is, I remember that, thinking like, that I got defensive. a raw deal. Yeah, I remember thinking I got a raw deal. Yeah, but in hindsight, maybe I didn't. If that's what happened, oh so, man. I uh, anyway, just that feeling of someone picking on my brother in the moment. Like, yeah, that, unable to control that's the my metric emotion. I use, like, like I'll fucking kill you. Yeah, you just go nuts. And then um, there's another time. This was. Re- Do you want me to interview you? Do you want to talk about your childhood? What's up? You got no, feel- this, you got some feelings. This is an adult situation that happened like a year ago. Oh god, or a year and a half ago. Juliana, post or pre-child? Because King no Kings two. <sighs> um, Kings almost two. Almost. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. I honestly don't remember if she just had King or she was still super pregnant. Yeah. But we were trying to go to another baby shower of her friends and. I couldn't tell if I could park in a place, but there was these valet guys that were for another place. So I was like, Hey babe, go ask those valet guys. If it's cool, if I park where I'm at. Yeah. So she walked up and she asked him and the guy, like, I forgot what he said already, but he was like super rooter and was like, it's not my job or something like that. Or something absurd that you couldn't just say, I don't know or whatever. And so like, just hearing that yeah, got hot. me so hot. She yeah. got back in the car and I was like, I'll be right back. Oh shit. So, I mean, I didn't put my hands on him, but but you fucking went, I was ready to, yeah. You're like, <laughs> all right, what do you do? Uh, I just walked up to him. He had already gone back to where the, all the other, other valet guys were. Oh shit. So he had backup. You're a big dude though. Yeah. But I walked right up to him and I was like, Hey man, what's your name? And, uh, he told me some name that was bullshit. Cause he was like foreign, but he said like, his name was like, I don't know, like Chris or Jake or something. All right. And I was like, there's no reason to be rude to people who are just asking you a question. Yeah. You know, especially a woman. You feel like a tough guy now or some shit like that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he was like, hey, man, it's not my job. Da, 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 da. And I go, it's that mentality. I got a little like classist, which I was a little disappointed of, but it also like rang true. Sure. He was like, hey, man, it's not my job to tell her that or whatever. And I go, and it's that kind of attitude that has you park in people's cars instead of driving them. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I mean, you use what you can in those situations. You it know? was just a reaction. I didn't yeah. know what he was going to say, but it was also like the mentality of it's not my job to help someone is a, is a mentality yeah, of like, that's just like a pussy mentality. Yeah. That's all that is. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to say I would keep it cool, but in the moment, cause they were talking about the eyewitness testimony. I was talking about how the dad showed up and when they opened the bus up, the dad was like yelling like, no, my son da, 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 was like having this huge breakdown. I mean, uh, and yeah. Then the, and then the director came out and she was crying and it was just like this huge hysteria. It's a of dead emotions. child. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know if in that moment, what the emotions are. Like what? Yeah. yeah I've like never, who, who was the, like, I've never experienced anything that intense. I would hope most people haven't. I, yeah. Yeah. The most, and I won't give the circumstances. The biggest freak out I've ever had was taking a bat to a car. That's. Wow. That's quite a freak out. Off air. Is, is this, is this crazy ex-boyfriend shit? This is just, am I the crazy ex-boyfriend? Yeah. You're no, taking I'm a never- bat. You're taking a bat to somebody's car. I think the word crazy can get tossed into the sentence. I will tell you <laughs> off air that story. I don't, we don't, our people don't get it. People don't get it. That's a tease. That's we not a it. tease. I'm just telling you, that's like, I know, I just, I'm always scared of how I react to that shit. You know? A bat to someone's car. I think the release men like get hot, man. Can you edit the story so we can hear it? I'll tell you a different story to like paint a picture of like, I think just, I think it's something in us. Like we're we're pretty chill and level headed. We go like about our day. Like I know I get a little bit more animated than most people. That reminds me of the Jim Gaffigan joke where right. he's like, "You're allowed to be angry if you're Latino." Oh yeah. Going, oh, he's got a Latin temper. <laughs> but if you're white, people are like, "That's a jerk." He's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like that. You know, in sports, they always describe like that. There's a joke, and I think it's on the league, but they're like, 
if he's Latino, he's or like Mexican, they always like he's Fire. a firecracker. He's a firecracker. He's, a firecracker. he's <laughs> yeah. spunky. He's like, a, if it's a white guy, he's always like, oh, that guy's like a real try hard, or he like uh, yeah. a real hustler. And the yeah. black guy, class act. <laughs> Every oh, that guy's a real class act. Yeah, and it's it rings so true. It's so funny. To Watch me. enough sports. There's Center. a there's a they do drinking games with the draft. Oh really? For this thing, man, I wish. I wish I could remember the white guy ones because they're the funniest ones. Oh man, I would yeah. love to. I would love to do that. Wingspan's one of them. When you watch the NBA draft, you're like, oh, he's got a wingspan. <laughs> yeah, wingspan. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't watched the draft in a really long time. No, but I think because I'm not going to tell that story, but I will tell a story from my brother because he's not here to defend himself, and he openly tells this one. He's in line, and you know he went to like a really liberal university, like Oberlin College in Ohio. Like the safe space place, mm-hmm. all this shit. They protest every other thing. Lena Dunham went there. If that doesn't like paint a picture of like what type of person goes there, um, yeah. But they also had Kendrick Lamar perform, so it's like give and take. Um, he's in line with his friend Peter, who's now going to be his roommate when he moves to the Bay Area. Peter is first generation Vietnamese. Peter, fan of the podcast? No, no, different Peter. Shouts out to Peter, the fan of the podcast. Thank you, <laughs> um, Peter is in line and he's just like taking his time picking whatever some dude comes up behind him and then uses like a derogatory term for asian people start with a g starts with a c he just calls him like a calls him a derogatory name out of nowhere this being like a very liberal university thinking like that shit's not gonna happen my brother without hesitation hears him say that because peter's kind of a thinner guy my brother's like pretty built to that point grabs a lunch tray and smashes the kid over the face with it and then keeps wailing on him Jesus. with a lunch tray and like peter kind of grabs justin crap. takes like three good shots from what i heard this is your brother this is my brother just grabs the lunch tray hits him in the face and hits him a few more times the ruizas might literally be psychopaths anyway <laughs> obviously he has to go to the dean and like go through all this shit he finally has to have a meeting with the dean and like he is pending expulsion or at least like in prison time <laughs> he beat a guy with a lunch he tray. didn't know who the dean was <laughs> okay the dean was a first generation asian american and uh, let shit go he was like nice. he said what and he got reports from other people blah 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 he's like you cannot do anything the duration of your time here you're gonna have to do like a couple of community service things which he worked at like the bike shop for like a week and that was it he's like if anyone asks like you're suspended for some stuff but that was it i um yeah as an adult who's become much more calm and level-headed since moving out of my uh my mother's house sure oh yeah you've told me about that transition i um i don't think i'm a react to words with violence kind of person i think i I think I almost have to be hit before I am going to hit. I think there are certain things said that like may not always I, I like to think, that. Yeah, I like I like to I, I like to think that I'm that person now. Yeah. There's been a few people um that I've gotten to some fisticuffs with over the last few years. Sure. Never thrown a punch, but I've I have a move. Is your move just like you stand up and see how tall you are? That's just like, let me stand up fully. I, like, I do like to remind people how large I am. I, it, you got the you got um, the power behind you, man. So I was actually kind of in like a borderline fight like a month ago. Um, Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> that I'll tell you about off air. All right. But anyway, when this person see? got up. Don't even the- give me shit about that. <laughs> person, I didn't beat him to death with a lunch tray. He, no one was beat to death. It's <laughs> but, a plastic lunch tray. But, he got a couple of bruises. I understand the first hit. It's the it's the second, third, and fourth hit that seem a little excessive. He got like a little he got he got a little physical and used that word with Peter. So my brother stepped in. I like to put my hand either next to their neck and shoulder. Yeah kind of an area to kind of like let them know Ooh. and then i just kind of let them feel like i'm, I'm not acting I like got, a, it, it sounds like i'm acting like i'm a bodybuilder but i just kind of like to remind them 
like the size of the person that they're about to fight. Oh, and and how how strong Solid I am. Move. That's like some jujitsu. So stuff. I put it right here, and I just kind of give them a shove. Yeah. And if they come back again, the finger goes near the throat, and I I give them the push again with the finger near yeah, the throat. Like, okay. Ricky's felt the finger to the throat. Whoa, Ricky. <laughs> yes. Oh, getting hot. Well, there's a time where Ricky and I both drank too much. Oh, and man. we've had a, um, this is this is in our former lives, our pre-dad lives. Yeah. And um, there's been times where things have gotten hot between me and Ricky. We've never thrown any f- any fists. She's gotten hot. But I've given them the, the neck, the finger neck push. Yeah. And... Oh shoot! <laughs> so is, is this I've, is this podcast just kind of been about like us just almost? You ever been in an actual fight, like a fight fight? I've, When's the last time you got in a fight? A month ago. I okay. I did get punched. I feel almost betrayed <laughs> that you didn't come to me immediately with this. I got punched. Like we talk up so much shit, like on and off. I honestly, the air. I forget about it because it's just one of those stories I haven't been telling people. Okay. But yeah, I was I was punched a month ago. Okay, um, it's been a long time. Since I didn't I punch back. Okay, and I think a big part of that was your dad. Now, that's part of it, and the fear of word versus word. Of hey, um, even if I feel like I'm in the right, ultimately it's going to come down to whose story is more believable, and I don't want to go to jail. Ooh. I don't want to take an assault charge. You got too much to lose at this point, man. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't want to take that. And um, when I was punched, it I actually I don't think I'd ever been punched in, in the face until then. I'd always been able to dodge it. Really? This time I was hit in the face, and it didn't hurt the way that I'd always imagined it would hurt. Where'd you get hit? And I think I was hit like right below the eye on the cheek. Depends how they catch you. Yeah. So I think it was, I was hit twice. Yeah. And I think I was caught in a way that didn't hurt or this person just didn't have anything behind their punches. Yeah. And because it didn't hurt, I didn't have this overreaction to it. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of like, oh. That's very real. Yeah. I've been hit and like it hasn't hurt. And then you feel like that badass in the scene where you're fucking hits you and then you're like, Oh. I know a lot of it was adrenaline too. Like that probably helped a lot. Yeah, but you get clocked and you get woozy. Your reaction, you don't know. Yeah, what it might have been a different story if I was yeah. in the chin. Either way, it didn't hurt, so I didn't hit back. Yeah, and I was able to make a level head decision of, hey, I'm not Can't going to whoop this person's ass right now. I got now. you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess I do know how I react on the thing. I mean, I did, I did put my hands on, but it was an open palm. Sure. And no punches were thrown by me. So. I came out ahead. It's a big move for me because me and my brother, my brother's a big dude. I don't know if you've seen him. Oh, I've, I've met him a couple times. Yeah. He's, he's a big guy. dude. Big we used to fist fight probably once a month. Really? Yeah. I think it was, uh, every few months. When we were and kids. he's a, and he's a charger. Like he'll come at you full speed. You go, really? Like you better be like, is this adults or like children, teenagers? I think 18. No, yeah. we lived together shortly. In my early twenties, I think we might have had one squab then. Really? But they're much, they're much sooner. I mean, they're much quicker fights when you're younger. Because, I mean, when you're older, because there's nobody there to break you up, you have to decide it yourself. Oh, we've had that look a couple of times. Because me and my brother, Where it's like, can we stop now? Or like, we're we roughly the same. We're like the same height. I think I got like maybe an inch on him. But at one point, Justin probably like I'm one sixty. Justin was one sixty muscle. Like he was just. He so was, Justin just whooped your ass your whole childhood. Well, he he could have whooped my ass. This explains your lack of fights, as you didn't want to pick that fight. We had one fight, I think, as adults. Like I was out of college, or like not out of college, I was of college age. He was still in high school, and he was getting really big. And have I seen this, bro? I didn't know you had like a ripped brother. He's getting bigger. He's just not like he's not tall. He's just getting like stacked. How is muscle. he compared to Taylor's brother? Well, Sean's like a trainer and like bodybuilder at this point. That's his like career path, you know. So it's kind of different. Sean's like one seven. You know, he's my weight, but he's all muscle. Yeah, and he's five seven. Yeah, I don't know. Just, Sean's just huge. He's okay. coming in town tomorrow. Uh, yeah, we had one fight 
where I like shoved him. He was like yelling at me. He's like, you don't know what you're doing with your life. You're stupid. You're dropped out of school. Blah, blah, blah. We haven't seen you. We were just, he was like poking. He, he was hitting all the sensitive areas. He was pointing out the stuff that me and my parents didn't talk about at that time. Mm. And I fucking clocked him. And it didn't take, and I saw when I hit him that I didn't hit him square on, but it hurt him. And so his reaction was like, those were feelings you hurt. Well, he charged at me and threw me into the wall, and we made a dent in the fucking wall. Your butt? My back. Mm. He went full, like, Superman at Bill me. Goldberg. And we just... It wasn't a lot of that. I think he was just trying to choke me out, and I just had to keep hitting him. And eventually, we were both laying there in my room. But at the same time, we're not yelling, because we know my parents are on the other side of the house. Because if they would have come in, my dad would have whooped both of our asses. So. Did your dad whoop your ass? Not now. I think at one point my dad's he has the rage that we do. He just would have gone nuts. The, yeah, the the fisticuffs I was in with was with an older gentleman. Oh, really? And I was always slightly afraid of old man strength. It's real. That's a real. But now thing. that I realize, I have old man you have strength. Old man strength. Yeah, I carry around a toddler all the time. I have like unintentional old man strength now. Dad's strength <laughs> is real. Like I took a good. Have you ever seen like your parents get in a fight or anything? Uh uh-uh. uh I haven't either. I've only had one instance. Somebody was yelling at my dad for not playing their kid during CYO baseball. And, like, my dad was always the coach. And he was like, hey, this is CYO. Everyone gets fair playing time. Those are the rules. And this one guy thought his kid was a star. Was he? No. Of course not. Could he, da- even, he couldn't even get playing time. How could he be a star? He just was like, my son needs to pitch. He needs to play first base. He needs to do this. He's like, hey, everyone's getting a turn who wants to pitch. It's just we're doing this on a rotation. Just trying to be a fair thing. And then he, like, said something about, like, me and my brother it's like it's just because you're kids and you think you're and blah 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 and then he made like a crack about it being like he's only playing like the latin kids and that's when i saw my dad like fucking cock back like he dropped the ball bag and like cock back and i just saw it in his arm like my dad's definitely hit another person in his life <laughs> like you just saw it like he knew what he was doing uh-huh. and he like grabbed him and like, like, All right, we're doing this and then my mom just kind of stepped in and kind of it's like hey very calmly and then they, everyone left you you watch south park right yeah bad dad Oh my God, Bad Dad! Yeah. Oh, Randy, he's just drinking. I this was America. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, that was kind of my dad, except yeah. not drunk or in a Batman costume. Is that the best South Park episode? Oh, man, I got a lot it's of love for Make Love Not Warcraft. Um, yeah, well, I mean that kid, that's the pod, guys. Sometimes we get hot. I used to get a little too hot. Now I'm married. I don't get too hot. The Ruiz family definitely feels like a hot clan. We've had our moments. Everything's chilled out. I've told Taylor like stories, but we, everything's chilled out. Same way the uh, the Dixon household was a hot household growing up. Yeah, my brother had some serious anger issues with um, video games, which is Dude, my brother did too. Which is like ninety percent of our fights is like I would beat him. Or I would talk shit about, this is why I don't play with you, because you get so mad. How many fucking smash controllers did you have in your house? He would smash a lot. I don't think he broke many of them, because he knew that there was no way my mom would replace them. We had like four we had or a five. Golf, we had a golf club go to our Super Nintendo, though. Really? Right in the middle of it, with King Griffey Jr.'s baseball sitting squarely in it. We had a Louisville Slugger baseball bat and our playstation one yeah i think yeah i think you told that one yeah but that was this i think the super nintendo was the only one we had at the time oh man so, gnarly yeah yeah my brother he I, was always yelling he was he literally he wanted i had a friend like is that, that just too. a younger brother thing because i've also heard this from other people who have younger brothers like he would throw the tv i think it might be the weed. i think it might be a younger sibling thing because i one of my best friends growing up was a younger brother to yeah. someone else but he was older than me and I remember playing him in Street Fighter, and every time I would beat him, he would punch me. <laughs> really? In the arm. And it made me not want to fucking play with him. I think it's something to do with, like, the older brother's too cool to play with the younger brother, so he's spending a lot of time alone just, like, in his own little world. At least that's maybe how it was for my brother. Are you, um, have you, are you the oldest? Yeah. So have you heard Hassan Minaj's take on older brothers and siblings? No, I have my own take on it, but okay. Got? Um... So if I'm able to find a high quality clip of it, I'm going to insert it right here at the 40 minute mark. Do it. No, this is a PSA. Younger siblings, you guys are worthless. You bring nothing to the table. You are absolutely worthless. I see some of you guys getting mad. Like, no, man, no. I have a personality. Where do you think you got that from, dummy? Us. 
clothes, culture, money, blah, blah, blah. I have opinions. No, you don't. And then you have the audacity to be like, hey, why are you so melodramatic? Because I went to war for you. Mom and dad was my Vietnam. And you guys are like, whatever, everybody loves me, see ya. It's such bullshit, right? Elder siblings, our entire life, don't we walk through the world like, ah, do people love me? And you guys are like, everybody loves me. Mom and dad fucked up with you, not with me, see ya. Okay. All right. So, um, we don't know if I inserted that clip or not. We, yet. at this point, <laughs> but now, it's yeah. either there or it isn't. <laughs> um, but it, uh, basically, we were just kind of going over before we started the pod, like these horrific things in the news and like what our reaction would be. Yeah. And part of that stemmed from the state care story that I just told. But the other one was that their suspicion that the cardiologist that was shot by a cyclist in the med center earlier this week was a targeted murder and they've shared some photos. You can go to like KHOU and read up on this. I think they had an update to the case today. Right. So it should be easy to find, but essentially a cardiologist was driving to work or something around that. And a couple of bikes passed him and they believe one of these people on this, on these bikes shot him and killed him bicycle. In the middle of day, yes, bicycle. So if it was a hit, it was done in the middle of the fucking day. What That's a- either <laughs> awful. It's like a it's like a two hundred dollar hit, or it's like a pro move hit. Yeah, it's like insanely pro, or like, hey, here's a homeless guy. Right. I'm gonna give him two hundred bucks and a gun. Yo, wanna know a weird story? Just like kind of on two hundred bucks and a gun. Huh. Working at the soccer truck. We were PIs like this guy Frank. It's a PI. Frank would come up and tell us the craziest stories that he was hired to do. He's in Memorial Park. Guy comes up to him. He's like, "Hey, you want to buy a gun?" Frank's like, "Yeah, sure." Frank buys a gun for two hundred dollars. And like in the middle of the day at like one p.m. in Memorial Park, mm-hmm. it is a freaking Glock that he bought for two hundred dollars mm-hmm. with like the badge and everything like scraped off of it was that gun used for murder i've (laughs) never experienced was was i've never experienced anything like that it just was shocking to me i've never bought a gun off the street no one's ever said hey case you want to buy this gun i've seen guns laying around but i've never bought one i don't know that's i thought that that story was gonna get a lot crazier (laughs) it's just it was crazy in my head you're guys objectively not a great story also i know i've used objectively a lot this week (laughs) It's I'm my glad word. You caught that one. Word of it's the week. Word of the month. Word of the month. Yeah. Uh, game changers coming next. Okay. All right. All right. I wonder what mine is. Somebody pick up on it. Besides, um, it's a lot of ums <laughs> game, and game of the year. So <laughs> it's like that beginning tisk when you think you're about to say something like really important. Well, the thing, actually, actually, um, there we go. Game. <laughs> it made me think though, if this cardiologist had messed up yeah on something or he was negligent in some way with a patient you think that was like i'm like why else would you kill he looked like a 60 year old white dude if he'd probably been a doctor for many years six-year-old white dudes are the most guilty people in the world so there's there's really two frames of thought that entered my head here either it's like a scorned um husband of like his mistress or something could be or someone or some negligence was was encountered with the patient and this was a revenge it i don't know man i i guess there's another one i hadn't previously thought of which could be the wife you think she hires she's like well i mean there was a story stepping out there was a story just last year about the guy who owns gyms in north houston right about his wife was talking about how he wanted to have him hit and the guy, there was a guy who visited the gym who had been in and out of prison. She felt un- she felt comfortable telling him. Yeah. Thinking he was a lifelong criminal. He tells the, the husband. They get the police involved to fake his murder. Uh, they take pictures of him bloodied in a ditch. This is North Houston. What is this story? I think she only offered to pay $2,000 for his hit, too. With a $300 down payment or something. Amazing. So they bring back photos to her. Yeah. Of her husband fake dead. The police were involved the whole time. They get her 
on on tape saying everything that she needs to say and then when they show her the pictures she laughs so whoa pretty evil woman i don't know about evil but pretty evil i we, me and taylor had this conversation the other day i don't know if i mean for one if anyone is dumb enough to think you can hire a hitman to have your spouse murdered and the first suspect isn't you it's always you <laughs> do you you may not remember this who else wants the who else can get so emotional enough that they want to take a life it's always the spouse like it's there's not like, just just not that many it's random a cliche murders. for a reason yeah um i grew up with and this is like i just remember it got national attention do you remember alan blackthorne refresh my memory this was when I was a kid, so maybe like 2009, somewhere around that time. This guy catches his wife cheating on him with like another woman, with another dude, whatever, right? He like plots and plans this murder with an assassin. The assassin murders both of them. Then like sh- he gets like starts investigating and the hitman turns on him. And it's like this whole story of like cover up over cover up over cover up. And it went on for like so they, months and they months. They found months. the hitman. He was like a very famous person in San Antonio. He was like San Antonio famous and like had a bunch of, I don't know if he was a lawyer or a doctor or something like that. He ended up like getting beat the shit out in prison and all these different. I just remember growing up thinking, hitmen are real. Yeah. It's very real. And that's when I found out Woody Harrelson's father was a hitman. And my dad told me that story. Did you ever, do you ever like, go down the dark YouTube path of the top 10 craziest things on the internet and stuff like that. I've done it once. Yeah. I don't watch it. You don't watch the list. I love I, the list. I remember seeing like my big list, guy. you know, the guy who killed himself on like television or, Oh like no, the, I don't, I don't mean the morbid stuff. Oh, I was like, I just mean like, there'll be like the top 10 craziest things caught on camera, the top 10 unexplained mysteries, the top 10 people. Who yeah. I'll watch some of that. Yeah. I love a good, I list. watch those all the time. And one of them was the top 10 weirdest things found on the net. And it was apparently like a real hitman for hire website. Those are, of course, very real. The dark net exists. Um, if some lady can find a hitman, just like talking to criminals, well, you see, know that's, it's that's like the there's problem, a message board But I think there. that's the problem with her story. And the problem with your story is that the hitman's too close to your circle. I don't the know. hitman has to be so far out of your circle yeah. that... The hitman doesn't have an opportunity to turn. turn you need, like on you, horrible but, bosses, kind of hitman. You need Jamie Fox, who's just some yeah. Like the, bar. the hitman would have no opportunity to turn on you because nobody would ever suspect the hitman because the hitman has no relation to anyone involved. Right. So, have you ever thought could I get away with murder if I if I wanted to? Everybody's thought that. Of course. Yes. I was like, wait, <laughs> are you talking like in a real scenario? Because I've definitely very real thought that. Okay, I wanted to make sure I wasn't the only psychopath. No, every if you, you watch were, the crime if you're shows, like listening you're like, to us, you're like amateur. Oh my hour. god! <laughs> if like, he just would have stashed the weapon yeah. and burned everything, like uh, there's that movie Mr. Brooks where Kevin Costner's a murderer, mm-hmm. and he it's like he's perfect. The whole he's been murdering for years and years and years, and he's just like you see him do it. I'm like, see, that's the thing. I think it it could be almost too easy. Do you think so? To be a hitman who, a hitman or I guess a psychopath serial killer. You heard it here, um, folks. <laughs> you, if you, anybody in our circle, if I am murdered, <laughs> number one suspect. No, see, no, see, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna squash that. Okay. Because I'm saying it, it would be easy to be either one of those things if your victims are people you don't know or have any relation with. Right. Like if it was just a random, like, oh, I'm just going to, you know what? The next person who walks down this hallway, I'm killing them. Don't kill people you know. That that type of murder seems like it would be really easy to get away with yeah. if, you, if you've pre-thought what you were going to do. Cameras have made it much harder lately to do that. Everything's There's, recorded. Everyone's they're always in places you never think of. Yeah. But I think it would be really, not really hard, but much, much harder to to do like a crime of... That's why murderers like 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago are like still very famous. Jack the Ripper terrorized London for like, I don't know how. For, like, Didn't they end up saying that they think he might have been a female? There's like a bunch of speculation over that stuff. Yeah. The Jack the Ripper thing never really interested me that much. Really? I was uh, always into like that aesthetic. So I'm really into the movie that's being made where 
it's taking place about the mansion. I mean, the Mansons. And it's starring like Leonardo DiCaprio and I believe Ryan Gosling. That stuff fascinated me. My dad was really into like the Manson history and that stuff. Because he there was like a bunch of ties to like other organized where do, crime. Where do you stand on Manson? He's a psycho. <laughs> Obviously. What, what do you, what I do mean, you mean? I mean, wasn't he charged for all the murders as if he committed them? He's a cult leader. <laughs> You right. have he has to like, accept responsibility for like manipulating, where, which was like a bunch of young kids. Where are you on Colts? How do we feel about Colts? <laughs> Differentiate cult from religion because I feel like this is what you're trying to. No, no, no. Um, as in, well, you said it, but uh, right because I knew where this. <laughs> I'm not dumb. No, I mean I just watched that earlier this year. I watched that documentary on that cult that happened in Oregon. I'm out on Colts. I'm not afraid to say it. Don't join a cult. Yeah. Don't worship some dude who's telling you that he speaks to the Lord. He doesn't, and he's probably planning to kill you and everyone. It's just it's crazy to me that people so blindly want to believe in certain things. And I, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about like I'm thinking about like Heaven's Gate. And I think it's like, hey, um, we're gonna drink this Kool Aid, Jim Jones, and the yeah. spaceship's gonna come pick us up, right, or some shit like that, or. I don't even know the full story. Well, th- well, think about this. Like, that's like on an extreme end of it. But people are, were convinced that the reason all of their problems in like 1918 to like 1920s were like early 1920s to 30s were because of Jewish people. They've like somebody convinced a whole array of people that everyone's problem were these other people. And then they proceeded to murder and genocide all of them you know what i mean it's like people will believe whatever you want when you like are desperate enough you know or like you're pushed back up against the wall you're starving it's whatever it's easy to point the finger like white supremacists in general they're like you know who's taking on our job you know who's in control and power the jews the blacks the mexicans and it's they're just pointing the blame at their own shitty lives it's like hey maybe you were just born poor you didn't do anything to do out of it, and now you're you've just stayed that way. That does that does remind me. Um, for when you're you're talking about Hitler, right? Right. Yeah. So like the 30s and 40s, but it does remind me of the new Spike Lee movie, the, the Black Klansman. Have you seen the trailer for that? Oh, my brother saw. It. He said it was awesome. It looks good. Yeah, he it said it was really, really interesting. Like he infiltrates by using his white voice. Yeah, he uses his white voice. And then there's that other one, "Thank you for calling" or something like. Yeah, that one looks less good to me. It's very but... Spike Lee-ish, <laughs> I think. Well, actually, Black Black Klansman is a Spike Lee joint. So that one's Spike Lee. What's the other one? Because that one seems like very. I don't know who makes it, but it's like, you know, where it's like I it bends the, it. it goes back and forth between reality and, and kind of like this cartoony. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't know who makes that. Um, but it's all about like using your white voice to assimilate. Yeah. To, to bring it back around. It, is there a scenario where you could see uh, if a doctor fucked up being like, Hey, maybe you're not capable of murder, but you're like, justice must be served. They, <sighs> they Man. said that he's, innocent of, or not guilty of malpractice and he's just going to continue to get the work on people and be negligent in the future i mean i feel that way about doctors in general but you're out on doctors no i just i feel like there's a lot more negligence and stuff and i love that people are getting busted for this stuff now you mm-hmm. know like doing videos in the or like or on instagram or they're like show while somebody was dying like nurses and orderlies are like doing other shit you know what i mean what like really that, yeah, this is like a weird trend I've just been seeing more than Oh, I didn't years. even know about that. Yeah, like a uh, man died in an old daycare center or adult day center uh, was like calling for help while this lady was making a musically video in his bathroom. Mm. That's There's just been a bunch. Maybe I've just seen Yeah, I think the personal care ones probably have tons of negligence. They probably let them sit there and it their dr- feces. It and drives me nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know, like. Again, it's really hard for me to like hype. What what would be today's episode? What name would it be? The one where Casey's capable of murder. You just love making the titles where it's like I'm the psycho. I don't know if you've noticed, but I 
you probably couldn't even tell that I'm part of our podcast if you just followed our social media. Right. It's but like just, photos of you, more photos of you. Right. I'm you, like, you post I'm the, behind the camera. Are you? I'm behind the camera. I don't know. I feel back, like. I'm back here. Get out of here. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, what? Somebody botches like a surgery for your brother. What do you do? Oh, that. I mean, I just watched the Colin Farrell movie about that. Um, it's a Colin Farrell movie. About a kid who wants to get revenge on Colin Farrell because he he was under the influence when he operated on his father. Wow. Cool. Are you familiar with this movie? No. I'll get you the title of it. Please do. Right. <laughs> now. I haven't seen a good Colin Farrell movie in a while. I saw him on True Detective, thought he was good. Um, Did you finish True Detective season two? No. I heard like the final two episodes made the season like worth it, but I, that first one was so peak. I, I loved season two. I mean, I, I prefer season one, but I really did like season two. I, liked I, th- it. I think it got a bad rap. I like Vince Vaughn. I think he's a great like scumbag. I thought the cast was great. I really liked even the Taylor Kitsch. Is that his name? I'm not sure. He played the Riggins and Friday Night Lights. And he played Gambit in X-Men. I know Gambit in X-Men, but yeah. So the movie is called The Killing of a Sacred Deer. I've never seen that. And it's from the guy who made The Lobster. I wanted to see that, but... So it's a very weird movie. Cool. But it's... Um, I'll watch the trailer. It's very tense. Yeah. Oh, if you watch the trailer, you'll definitely want to watch the movie. I know this is off topic, but like... Because Fer- John C. Riley's in The Lobster. John C. Riley makes me like laugh to my core. Like, I love John C. Riley. John C. Yeah, I just recently listened to an episode of the Rewatchables on the podcast network, The Ringer. Yeah, is and he on there? No, but they did Step Brothers as a rewatchable. Yeah, and they do a thing on every episode to say who won the movie, and I think they determined that John C. Riley John won C. the Riley. movie because he's not a comedic actor. That's tough to say because. Well, he he's like he does so many different stuff. He was for the majority of his career, he was a what people would define as a character actor. Yeah, never the lead of a movie, always a character, etc. But in this movie, he's one of the leads, and he holds his own with Will Ferrell, who's like the funniest person during alive. Will Ferrell's, like towards the end of his prime. I don't know. I feel like that was the peak right there. So, Step Brothers' favorite Will Ferrell movie? Yeah, hands down. It's fucking good. It's so good. It's it's really good. I was good. literally just thinking about it today. Favorite. Hey, we're going off on a tangent right now. That's tangent fine. warning. Tangent warning. Tangent too. warning. Yeah. What's your favorite part of Step Brothers? He was like, you're a curly headed fuck. And he just like stands, like lays there for a second. He's like, you don't say that. And just freaks out. <laughs> I don't know why that just every time that line comes up, I just think it's the funniest thing. And anytime I think I see somebody with really curly hair, I, I think of that. Who's your who's your favorite character in Set Brothers? John C. Riley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him and then Adam Scott. Adam Scott as Derek is as Derek, so fucking good. It's perfect, man. He's like the perfect scumbag. <laughs> what does he, say? he says, I haven't had a carb in three years. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Gosh, you're impressive. You know? You ever watch the um the line of Ramas? No. So on YouTube, like movies like Step Brothers and Superbad and stuff like that, they'll have lineramas where it's like them just riffing, yeah, for scenes that, and then they just use the best one for the movie or their favorite one for the movie. Okay, but there's other ones for certain scenes that have like a lot of really funny lines, and one of them's the one where he's like, "Dane Cook, pay per view, twenty minutes, let's go." <laughs> and there's a there's a lot of ones where he's where he's riffing like that. I feel like this is a great place to kind of like wrap it up. Let's end it on John C. Riley and Adam Scott. I, I just love Derek's character so much. John C. Riley plays in a movie called because I saw Step Brothers and then immediately saw um, We Need to Talk About Kevin. Like, well, I've never seen that. Is re- it good? You would like it. Like, knowing your taste in movies, you would like it. What the hell does that mean? Is that like me saying. You, you like see more like a waiter instead of a cook. You like endings. I'm not gonna even address that awful <laughs> insult you gave me when Danny was here. Um, 
you like movies that give you an ending where you want more rather than like mm. a nice bow. I do like the I do like the discussion after a movie. You yeah, yeah. I do too. I really do. Oh, I told I didn't tell you. I watched Annihilation. Where are you in on that? Are you in? I thought it was great. Thank you. Very polarizing movie. I think people were like that last they wanted the scene bow. and it's it's what's going on. There's a lot of non bows being tied. I thought I well, I've seen a movie from those two guys who directed it years and years and years ago. Named. It was like it took place in Spain and this guy's like in love with a Spanish girl, but she's like a succubus. I saw it when hmm. it came I cannot think of the name of it, but we watched the preview again. I hadn't seen it in a really long time. And I think I watched it like half asleep, half drunk or something like that. But it was it was awesome. Was it good as well? It was awesome. That's what they make is like these weird sci-fi monster-esque movies um boy are you looking up Derek quotes still (laughs) (laughs) you're just like i'm we're we're talking on something totally else and you're just like derek page that was all Derek quotes adam scott i know you're listening he says what's your problem man he goes my problem i don't know i don't have a problem dale actually i have the opposite of a problem i made over 550k last year I just love it. It's so good. I gotta rewatch that with Taylor like tonight. Yeah. I know it makes me really upset that um the ringer thought of doing a show called The Rewatchables because it's right in my alley to just re- stroll down memory lane and talk about shit that I liked. So it, it, it happens. These are the tangents that we go most. It is often the on. it is yeah. the tangent because it's such a simple concept and you're like, why didn't we think of it first? Who knows? But the thing is, we could have thought about it first. But we're not famous. We're not famous. And so we would have put it out first and then people. Did I tell you about the time where somebody accused me of just being Bill Simmons? <laughs> I believe it. So was it, it was, me? It was Dante. He was like, so are you just the, oh, he goes, sir, are you guys just the ring? I think it was a movie podcast. Yeah. Are you just, are you guys just going to be the ringers rewatchables podcast now? And I was like, why? And he was like, cause you kept making these um, analogies, the sports like they do like, uh, oh, coming out, throwing a hundred miles an hour. What, which, we both which, grew up playing and talking. But I think that one specifically is probably one that sure. I lifted from them. But yeah, yeah I mean, we're going to mix sports and pop culture a lot. It's just get used to it, guys. We're and, here. And for you the know what else is, we're going to do a lot of? What? Tangents. A lot of tangents. We're going off on tangents. This was a murder heavy podcast. But I like where we ended on the it. Ending, that's ending on a happy note. Yeah. Uh, you know who would never murder anybody? John C. Riley. Adam Scott would though, and that's my final take. Did you hear who else auditioned for Adam Scott Scott's role? Dan Cook, uh, John Hamm. Oh. And and somebody made a good point that they said John Hamm could have done the role. Oh yeah, it would have been as funny. The reason why Adam Scott is perfect for it is because you feel like you could punch Adam Scott and get away with it. Oh or yeah. If you felt like if you punched. You that scene where he punches him and he falls down the treehouse. Yeah, John Ham isn't a person that you would you would feel you confident punching. Punch John, <laughs> John Ham's never been punched. <laughs> I guarantee you, Adam Scott's been punched like at least once. He has a punch. He's a more punchable face. That's for damn sure. He's so funny. Sorry, Adam. Come to the pod. Constitutionally protected rights. No one else will do it.